0: What's up everybody, welcome back Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast I hope you're all well, I'm fantastic, thank you for asking So we'll run you through a little bit of an update Been about a week or so since the last podcast I am 110, 110 kilos, fucking come on boy Um, I used growth hormone last week I'm using growth hormone as of last week And it's pretty much just put a load of water weight on me About a kilo probably kilo and a half straight water weight Something that you'll notice about growth hormone if you ever do use it is is the water retention in the hands but Also in the muscle the pumps just within a couple days just got unbelievable and the fullness was was Very much welcome to be honest. Um, I know a lot of people are gonna go growth hormone. Oh my god. It's 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 gonna make your gut massive. That's not how it works. Unfortunately. It's not in fact growth hormone isn't very anabolic sounds strange doesn't it because it's called growth hormone but it's not actually anabolic it doesn't create muscle you you could sit like for example if you use testosterone say 200 it's irrelevant 200 milligrams test of testosterone you could take 200 milligrams testosterone and sit down and just just stay sat down and you would build muscle and you would lose fat which is quite cool well, I say it's cool Obviously what a steroid does, because it's anabolic, burns fat, and it builds muscle. So inherently, it's going to build your metabolism, make you lose a little bit of fat. Just sat there, not doing anything. You don't need to do any more than you did. Growth hormone doesn't work like that, actually. It just um, increases kind of your protein turnover a little bit. And it works quite well in synergy with other drugs. Um, so that's another reason why I'm, I'm using it, because I'm using drugs in synergy. But other than that, nothing else has changed. The stack is the same... My blood pressure's been creeping up a little bit. Um, I'm up to like one three five ish over eighty, maybe seventy seven sometimes. So, systolic diastolic, diastolic being a little bit, sorry, systolic being a little bit high, diastolic being fine. Um, we can expect that. I'm creeping up high in body weight. I'm also very high on red blood count. So, this is the importance again. Blood tests. People don't know this, but you know, hemoglobin, hematocrit, red blood count. Massively rises when you're on cycle obviously because you've got more protein demand more energy demand More muscle being more heavily muscled as well. You're gonna have a higher red blood count. So being able to Donate and bring that down is is a key component of of actually Keeping my health in check because otherwise my my kidneys are filtering more blood and, and obviously the higher blood pressure more viscous blood gets as well so got to be very very conscious of these things and I'm also using an angiotensin receptive blocker which is a almost blood pressure medication essentially Um, and it's still creeping up a little bit which just tells me that 100% my hematocrit was high I also had my bloods done about two weeks before I jumped on cycle maybe a week before I jumped on cycle and I was already high on hematocrit so I can only imagine it's higher now so I'm not too worried about that I know what I can do to relieve that pressure, and it's just to donate blood, so I'll do that, um, and for those of you guys who are going to go, you can't donate blood, I don't donate a bloodlet, a private bloodlet, have someone come over and drain my blood p- privately, and I have to pay a load of money for it, but that's that's what you got to do, you know, um, in this game, unfortunately. Um, other than that, like everything's banging, training is good, I feel great, digestion is good, hunger is still there, which is the main thing at 4,200 calories, because we're only going to go up from there. Um, obviously been training with the BNC Brightman and Cycles which has been fantastic. We've just really just been chasing each other and one week I've got the reps and next week Joe's got the reps and you know Tom's getting closer to, closer to us one week and we're we'll trying you know so it's a very very healthy environment because not only do we really care about each other's progression. But obviously we we care a lot about our own progression and being in that environment where I don't mind if Joe beats me But I really want to beat him back like it's it's quite healthy in the fact that I'm not holding a grudge if he beats me He's a fucking IFBB pro and mate and such an incredible physique and an incredible dude I'm not gonna hold a grudge for it Whereas if it was someone who's like a rival of yours in the industry, we all know who we're thinking about um and you see them lift a little bit more than you. You're like, ah, fuck. You wanna, you wanna be him, but it's not like that. It's a very, very healthy rivalry. I would say, um, not even a rivalry, just a healthy relationship that we have with each other. So, it's been uber, uber, uber good. Um, what else has been going on? Not much. Uh, what's his name? Ad Ades- 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 Sen- That is awful. The MMA dude got gyno. clearly taking steroids. Um, taking some testosterone probably going to say it's a peck injury I saw someone asked him after after his fight what was the thing with your left or right peck, and he just goes why are you looking at my titties I'm like yeah that's a face of a guilty man and you know it straight away um which is pretty funny I think the the main body of what I wanted to talk about today on a little bit longer form was just the issues in the industry at the moment and I think I already made an Instagram post about it pretty much summarizing it so if you don't like long form you can go see the short form um, I'm probably not going to do a YouTube video on it. I might mention it, um, but I did a story on it as well. And we're in this, we're in this state of the of the industry where we're trying. To, we've always been in it, to be fair, since I've ever been in the industry, and we're closing it. I'm closing in on a, over a decade in this industry. So I'm starting to think I'm, I'm starting to think I'm. I know the industry now, you know, after a decade. So, but ever since I got in it, we've always find found these trigger words. These these big hooks to get people in. Protein shake, you have to hit it after your workout or you're going to lose muscle. So okay, we've got to go buy protein shakes. BCAs are going to help you build muscle, so we've got to go buy BCAs. This exercise is the best exercise for for chest, so you've got to go do this. This diet is the best diet for losing fat. We are constantly striving to hook people in with whatever it is, whatever, whatever it fucking is, in order for us to sell something. And until we stop getting rewarded for that, it's never going to change. And what I mean by that is if you go through the state of the fitness industry on, on, on Instagram, uh, uh, sorry, on YouTube right now. What's left of the fitness industry because the people who who were in the fitness industry like Rob Lipson and Matt does fitness They're very much not in the fitness industry anymore They're very much just like in the YouTube industry and like just making those standard YouTube videos about eating and stuff Not necessarily about fitness, but if you look at fitness fitness Every single video how to lose weight in a week how to lose body fat in 10 days how to get jacked in a month how to make an incredible progress in two days. It's constantly, constantly searching for this, this answer, this magic pill. And and you're going to hear this. You've probably heard this a thousand times. But I'd like to think that people listening to this podcast have probably heard this before. But there is no such thing as a magic pill other than steroids, right? Steroids are the real magic because that you put them in, you build muscle, you lose body fat and you die faster. That's the reality of steroids, there is no protein shake, there is no supplement, there is no training protocol that you can find that you're just suddenly going to go, oh my god, I didn't think that could happen. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. And I promise you that. I've been in this game for a very long time. I've been training for for 12 years, 15, 13 years I've been training in the industry, a decade. I've tried every training session you can imagine, at no point have I gone, Oh my god, this is the one. Oh my god, I'm growing faster than ever. It's never the case. Like you can grow faster than ever for sure, but it's going to be a couple fucking percent difference, you know? On steroids it's all relative, off steroids it's all relative. You know, let's say you grow, let's say you grow 1% a year using X training style. I guarantee that if you change training style, you will fluctuate between 0.9 and 1.1%. Maybe even maybe even like 0.95 and like it's that little of a difference that what training can make as long as you're using those those non-negotiables in that in that uh, equation and by non-negotiables Intensity and form that's it if your form and your intensity stays the same and you Do more than you did the last week you increase your volume over time Those are probably going to be your best results you can go play with five by five you can go play with German volume training you can go play with r and r and progressive based training whatever it is and i if you and those two constants will 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 mostly be there in terms of intensity and and form you're still going to progress just as good as the other one and if you aren't it's probably just going to be a couple like a percent here and there Unless you're doing something wildly wrong, unless you're doing general volume training for every single exercise, like you're doing ten by ten squats, ten by ten RDL, ten by ten leg extensions, then you're just fucking stupid. Like then, then <laughs> someone's listening to this going, "Wait, I do that." Sorry, dude. No, that then you're just stupid. If you're doing something that's quite clearly wrong, then yes, you're going to get worse results. But if you're taking that general advice that I would like to think that the majority of the fitness industry knows now, and at least. Have a decent understanding that you need to train hard and you need to eat more and that's pretty much it. You're going to get very, very similar results and there's never going to be a secret. So whenever you see see, see a YouTube video that spikes your interest, the secret to fat loss, there is no fucking secret to fat loss. Eat a calorie deficit. Do more cardio. Do more than what you put in your mouth. That it's going to lose you body fat. There's many, many, many more aspects to it. And it's not as black and white as that. I don't want to come over and say, all you got to do is eat more and train harder. Yes, you do. But also you need to sleep well. You need to recover well. You need to make sure you've got you got happy relationships. You need to make sure you're not sacrificing uh, family, friends, relationships just for your fucking innate goal to be a better bodybuilder. Even though you're not going to be a pro. You're not making money from it. You're not going to do this as a career. Then you've got to worry about those other things, right? but beyond those beyond those general recommendations of progress sleep well eat good train hard don't fucking shovel shit in your mouth don't not do cardio don't just think you need to get fat when you're bulking don't just think you need to get skinny when you're you know like you will progress and and i think i think the state of the industry you can't necessarily blame them because even if you go through my YouTube channel, right? Every single title I'm trying to think of something that people will click on. Every single thumbnail I'm trying to f- think how can I look the best in this thumbnail to, for people to click on it. And until I, s- until I don't get rewarded for that, I'm gonna keep doing it. And this, and and that's the same as everyone else. Like even if it's really really good advice behind the video, it's like for example, one of my good friends, Mike Diamonds. He's got some of the highest quality videos that you'll see that you'll see in the industry. Because of the time and effort that he puts in there, but because of the way that he's rewarded with views and with subscribers, he's kind of gone down this route of fat loss, and he's become the fat loss dude. And he, you know, he openly says this, and he openly knows this, and he will be that person who is uh, how to get shredded in a week, and then how to get shredded in ten days. The best diet to get shredded in a week. How I lost belly flat in in a week. And then you scroll through his videos, and you think, okay, how to lose fat and in a week 100,000 views how to lose belly fat in a week 15 million views how to lose fat in a short amount of time another 2 million views and then you'll see another another video of his um my favorite push workout he doesn't do that i'm just saying as an example 15,000 views because you don't get rewarded for 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 not trying to clickbait people and it's very very difficult to get out of that mentality when 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 Such a big proportion of the industry don't know what the fuck they're on about with massive respect Right these young kids coming up that think you got to do this I've got some of my best friends in this world still find it hard to listen to me because someone bigger than me says It says something else. So you go see James Hollinshead and you watch it and in fact, he's a bad example because he's got some very very good training protocols and i really really rate him as a dude and as a bodybuilder, but Let's say you look at Branch Warren and you look at his shoulder workout and you think, okay, Branch Warren, he does dumbbell shoulder press, incline shoulder press, uh, military shoulder press, and then Smith shoulder press. I'm going to do that too because Branch Warren does it. Yeah, well, Branch Warren also has like two fucking shoulders replaced, you know, and there's a reason why you shouldn't be fucking overhead pressing four times in a session because it's the same exact movement and because he's bigger than me. And because he's bigger than you, and because he's bigger than 99.9% of everyone, because he's he was one of the top 10 bodybuilders in the world, you just believe it. And he hasn't got a fucking clue what he's on about. And I would say that to his face, and he would call me a cunt, and he would tell me to shut up. And I would have no problem with that, because I could walk him under the fucking table with science. And the issue is, is that people don't listen to people... I'm getting there, right? I'm getting there. And and that's the sad fucking fact of it, is that when I was skinnier, when I was natural, maybe not towards the end of natural because I look quite good, but when I was skinnier, when I didn't look how I look right now, people would dismay what I said. They would, they would disregard what I said. Now guess what? People take my shit as gospel because they've seen what I've done over three, four years. They've seen that I've progressed loads. They've seen that I'm 110 fucking kilos and bigger than 99.9% of people. They've seen that I'm going to get my pro card eventually. They've seen what I've been putting down. They've seen what I've been talking about. Now they listen. That I, I appreciate where that comes from. And I can get why that comes from. But sometimes... Sometimes you don't need to look the part to know the part. <laughs> um, but also I do think you need to have lived a certain aspect of that as well. So, But still, people would look at me and they'd compare me to Jeremy Buendia. They'd compare me to any of those top guys, any of those top men's physique guys, Ryan Terry, and they'll say, you don't look as good as him, so why would I listen to you? And I get that. I fully, fully get that. But I would say, you know, some of the best football managers in the world, they weren't the best footballers. You know, some of the best, some of the best rugby managers in the world, they weren't the best rugby players, some of the best athletics coaches in the world, weren't the best athletics coaches, weren't the best athletics. So, we're in such a, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it, like a a strange crossroads where there's a lot of people going down the right road and the right road of understanding things safely, understanding the foundations of bodybuilding in terms of how to eat, how to train, how to recover. And that's a really, really good way to do it. And then there's also the left lane, which is very much, I've heard this is the best thing to do. This has always worked for me so i'm gonna do it it should work for you and i get that and i can understand the anecdote but those times are gone man like i'm telling you you sit down like this is gonna sound horrific right now but you sit down with arnold and you put him in front of an exercise mechanic you think they're gonna have like a coherent conversation arnold is not gonna have a fucking scooby what he's on about and that's because they no one was it was was no one was researching it then no one really looked at bodybuilding as a as a big sport no one really looked at the exercise mechanics of a of a fucking Cybex Bravo cable machine you know because no one it wasn't known it wasn't big enough it wasn't uh, there wasn't enough pull to it there wasn't enough value it well guess what for the last 20 years people have been doing that and for the last 20 years people have been studying biomechanics on a level People have been studying human biology on a level. People have been studying pharmacodynamics and pharmacokinetics on a level, which is the interaction of drugs on you and, and in you. We now have 30 to 40 years more data, more than that, nearly 50 years more data on steroids than we did when Arnold was competing, the 1970s, 1980s, whatever, 40, 50 years. We have incredible, incredibly, Amounts, incredible amounts of information available that just wasn't available back then. And I think you'd be just a miss to ignore it and a miss to be stuck in your old ways. You know, like honestly, I, I see, I can't remember off the top of my head what his name is, uh, Raymond. Raymond Edmonds, the guy who won the fucking Miss Benz Physique Olympia. He has the worst training I've ever seen in my life. And he just looks fucking amazing because he's got incredible genetics and because he's got. The genetics to grow, the genetics to look sick, the genetics to take to well to drugs. And I've seen him supersetting 50 kilos on the bench press with, like, a row with a leg... with Sorry, on the chest press. with Supersetting with a row, supersetting it with a leg press. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing? You're literally just doing cardio. Like, you're not working... But guess what? He's going to grow. Because he's going to put, put drugs in him. He's got very, very good genetics. And he's going to grow. And he's going to look better than 100% of all men's physique people because he's number one. And who are we to question number one? Well, I think we should have some fucking confidence about ourselves. And understanding that we know what the fuck we're talking about. And irrelevant of genetics, irrelevant of where you are in the world, it's okay to know more than them. And it's okay to train better than them and it's okay to look worse than them. Because, unfortunately, bodybuilding is this thing where genetics rule. And genetics have a, such a huge, powerful impact on bodybuilding. The power of you to just shut up and eat. The power of you to push harder than someone else. The power of you to, to grow better than someone else. The power of you to eat less than someone else but still grow. The power of you reacting to 250 milligrams of testosterone four times as good as someone else. There is so many facets of genetics in bodybuilding that it's extremely hard to cut through that bullshit of this is the best exercise for this because when number one in the world tells you I feel this chest press to back row to leg press triple set so so well across my full body I feel like I'm growing everywhere all the little minions all the people that aren't well equipped in exercise knowledge aren't equipped in Exercise physiology biomechanics go. Okay, let me try it. It feels really good. Well, guess what? You're not taking drugs You're a small little white boy who's skinny naturally who isn't a fucking Nigerian goddess you, you, Like you're not you're not gonna get those same results and I think until you can cut through that and then we are getting there We've got people like John Meadows at the top. We've got people like Eugene Tio at the top we're getting there. Me, Tom, Joe, um, Luke, from the Muscle Mentors, Callum from the Muscle Mentors. Like we're getting there, but it's we're a fucking drop in the ocean. We're really, really a drop in the ocean. Also, Greg Set, Unfortunately, like, I know a lot of people hate him, but he he talks some sense and he knows a lot of shit and he actually is cutting through the bullshit. I know that he doesn't do it the in the most attractive way. I know that he's he does it to get his views and. But if you listen to him between the shouting, if you listen to the words he says, it's very like 99% of the stuff he says I agree with. And other than him with 700,000 followers, I can't, and Jeff Nippard with over a million. I can't think of anyone else who has over 100,000 followers that knows what the fuck they're on about. And I mean, really, really knows what they're on about. And I think that's the issue is because my 40,000 followers on Instagram is incomparable to a brandon harding at five hundred thousand. that power that that power that influence that brandon has with with that amount of followers isn't is, is 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 10 20x that i have and it's on another level it's on another 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 level and it's not to say i'm not going to go there i'm not going to say i'm not trying to get there i just think that when uh, and this is not, not to say that Brandon doesn't know at all, by the way. Not that he's ever going to hear this. Maybe someone sends him a clip that tends to happen in the industry. Um, so this isn't about him, but, I'm just, but when you've got someone who's got five hundred, six hundred thousand 600,000 followers, uh, like a Larry Wheels, I think he might have a million to be fair, who's just a fucking imbecile, like a real turd, who doesn't, who's just slammed gear and got massive and is really, really strong so people look at him. They They, they really fuck the industry up. You know I watched a video of Larry Wills telling me he was lactose intolerant and then he had a liter of fucking milk and whey. So when you got these people who are awarded for being imbeciles at the top, you gotta to act like them you gotta tell you gotta tell YouTube here's the secret you gotta tell people this is the secret everything that I think everything that goes into this one single decision to make me I people like no. It's a culmination of five, ten years' work. And these guys don't understand that. Larry Wills doesn't understand that the reason why he's so fucking strong is genetics, of course, and gear or whatever. But also, he's probably been doing it for fucking ten or fifteen years. Do you know what I mean? Like, these guys at the top who have been in, incoherently bodybuilding, <laughs> here we go, who have, who have been uh, subconsciously bodybuilding pretty well right because generally like what's the shit that you learn up when you go you, you want to get a pump yeah you do you do want to get a pump we know that a pump is going to bring more nutrients to the muscle it's going to it's going to grow we know you want to get stronger like yeah that that's that's what people try and do i want to get 3 plates on a bench press i want to get 4 plates on a squat of course i know that you need to eat protein yes because protein is a building block of protein synthesis you know these are bromiths which have some warrant because they do work and generally speaking 99% of the bodybuilders go over that eat protein you know you want to get heavier and stronger and you know you need to bulk and cut right those are three uber basics that if you do those uber basics that's 90 percent of your bodybuilding journey done and it's that 10 percent that in my opinion is very valuable and very very fun and interesting if you're a bodybuilder if you're into bodybuilding because that 10 percent is how you sleep how you new how you feed yourself how you hydrate how you manage your your liver, kidney, and organs, how you manage your blood work, how you manage your cardiovascular system, all this extra stuff that actually like which actually doesn't have a massive impact on your physique, but if you culminate all of those little additives in that ten percent block they they do account for a big old chunk, and I think for those people who aren't genetically gifted, and those people who physically can't fucking grow properly and those people who 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 just aren't aren't of the right parents that's where they come back and they can claw it back so that's where for me branch warren would have would have clawed some back cuz he's not the most genetically gifted person he's a he's got he's an ugly bodybuilder but hard work in eating in sleeping and in training, got him to where it is. It might not have been pretty. He might have had a shitload of injuries because his training was rubbish. But hard fucking work got him there, and that's the ten percent that that kind of matters, right? And the same thing with Dorian. Like Dorian, he did everything. He monitored his sleep, his food, his water, nutrition, every single thing that he he put in his body. He he wrote down, and it's that meticulousness that prevails. Because I don't even think I don't even think Dorian had the best genetics. I don't. I think Phil Heath blows him out the water, but the but the the sheer will of Dorian brought him a physique that maybe would push Phil right. So it's very very difficult to kind of. It's it's very difficult to cut through the industry when the beacons of the industry and the top of the industry. Are people who have just been rewarded for their genetics and not their knowledge and Until that gets fixed the industry will not get fixed and I don't see why it would get fixed because freaks will always get more clicks People who look ridiculous will always get more clicks any of you guys listening to this Look at my youtube channel. Yeah 10 to 15,000 views a video wait until I prep and Every picture is me shredded and then they click on the video and they're gonna see me shredded in the video I promise you 15, 20,000 views 20, 25,000 views last year when I competed it was 20 to 25,000 views of video when I was about six seven weeks out So I've actually lost views since I was competing because people take take part in the story people take part in People being freaky people see freaks people click on freaks You ever seen the most viewed videos on YouTube is people with like huge earlobes or Tattoos everywhere or someone who tattooed their eyeballs. They have millions and millions of views because people want to click on freaks and until I don't mean freaks in a bad way. I mean freaks is in like a not normal like you've got your average Joe 510 200 pound no muscle mass like I'm talking people who look starkly different from that They're gonna get more clicks and if you reward the clicks With no knowledge behind them it, it, You create this industry essentially um I just wanted to rant on that really I wanted to let some frustration out because like I feel like I have to play their game, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. I'm happy to play the YouTube game of clicking thumbnails and trying to get big click date um thumbna- uh, titles because I know that when people click on the video they're gonna get real information and they're gonna get real real shit i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I'm not gonna put a title of the best the best supplement to lose body fat and then for it to just be like. Some randoms like fucking El Carnatine or something like this. Is not going to happen, you know. We're gonna we're gonna do it properly, and I, I'd like to think I'm doing it properly. So, I wanted to rant on it for a little bit more of an extended period of time. Guys, listening to this, girls, listening to this, be very, very conscious of your idols, and if they can't tell you why, and if they are those people who actually, when you read through what they say on their Instagram posts, and this is a really, really good one to do. Do you get anything from it? For example, Brandon Hendrickson. I'm calling out the whole fucking industry right now. I have never seen him not post either a rubbish workout where he's doing like four or five supersets with fucking 20 to 30 reps because God forbid anyone lift heavy to a motivational quote. So if your favorite influencer only puts motivational quotes, I think it's time that you find a new favorite influencer because that motherfucker is Googling those every single morning And you're giving him loads and loads and loads of money in the pocket. When really, all your hundreds of thousands of followers and likes and views and all that money in the bank, thousands. You don't understand, guys. You don't understand the money in this game. You're getting 100,000 views a video, you are getting money. You're getting two grand a video. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're getting real, real money. And we're giving these people money and they are not giving you anything back other than what they look sick and you've got a motivational quote to go along with it fuck that like i'm not in i'm not in this game for that i'm not in here to fucking look really really good and then tell you guys something about motivation because that's what got me there no it fucking didn't hard training hard eating hard lifting power sacrificing my health for fucking steroids sacrificing some of my relationships to push myself to get so shredded Like, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be the, I'll do a motivational quote here and there, don't get me wrong, but if you're a favorite influencer, nine times out of ten is putting a motivational quote, they're not an influencer, they're just a fucking regurgitator. So be very, very careful of who you listen to. Be very, very careful. And this is not me saying that I'm the fucking Billy Big Nuts. I'm not. I'm going to be wrong. And I'm going to be wrong again. And I'm happy to be wrong because I know that I'm going to learn from it. But I'm going to give the best information that I physically can for you to make the most progress that you can in your physique, mindset, well-being, everything. And And I think if your influencer isn't doing that, what are they influencing? I don't know. Mic drop. Peace and love, everybody. We'll be back very soon. Bye-bye.